0: Earl Erskine and I discuss recent events in Mormon polygamy groups next on Polygamy, What Love Is This?
1: Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hanson. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, it's modern day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy and talk about current events related to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris.
0: On December 1st of 2017, uh, the Salt Lake Tribune published an article about the biofuel company owned by Washakie Energy. Uh, In- Renewable energy, which is one of the many dozens of companies that's owned by the Kingston Polygamy Group, uh, Washakie is located in Box Elder County in northern Utah. Now, the Salt Lake Tribune article reported that Washakie has been fined for exploiting federal tax credits by importing fuels that they claim um, <clears throat> that they claim to have used to produce them. Uh, they pl- claim to have produced it themselves. Now, but but Washakie reneged on a. 90 million dollar deal made in 2014 and a jury in federal court recommended that they pay over 25 million dollars in damages in the breach of contract. And that's what we're going to be talking about here is that new, the newest legal <laughs> issue with Washakie. The article in the Tribune said this.
1: Yeah, Washakie Renewable Energy is associated with the Kingston Group, a Utah-based polygamous church with fundamentalist Mormon beliefs that is also known as the Davis County Cooperative Society and the Latter-day Church of Christ. The legal battle began November 2014, six months after Washakie officials signed a contract with Lifetree to import 90,000 metric tons of Argentine, uh, say, methyl ester or biofuel. Lifetree agreed to deliver the fuel in three 30,000 metric ton shipments, according to the contract. But when the first shipment arrived, Washakie refused to accept it. And as they held on to the shipment, Lifetree lost millions according to court documents.
0: So you can see the standoff that's going on here and you can see how much it would cost Lifetree as they're waiting for Washakie to accept this. Now, Washakie's attorneys were unable to be reached, of course, (laughs) the verdict uh, comes months after the judge discovered in June that Washakie's legal position and sworn statements were based on false information key officials claimed they weren't liable because they were not getting they were unable to get a line of credit from a Turkish bank which was part of a verbal condition to their contract they said in sworn statements they said that they needed the line of credit to pay for the fuel shipment if they couldn't obtain the needed credit the deal was off but 2 years later significant information came out Washakie had no holdings in Turkey, and they had not made deals with similar conditions with other companies, as the Kingston representatives had told the court. We quote again from the Salt Lake Tribune article.
1: Washakie representatives conceded they lied, according to court documents. That admission narrowed the scope of the jury's decision. Instead of determining if Washakie had breached its contracts, now they had just to decide if Lifetree suffered damages. Jurors determined Lifetree was entitled to money for their losses and recommended a $25 million payout. In 2015, Washakie paid $3 million in 2015 to resolve allegations that it sold credits associated with renewable fuels it had not produced. The company had in recent years become a frequent advertiser during Utah Jazz broadcasts and before movies shown at Megaplex theaters.
0: So the, the, this is owned by the Kingston Polygamy Group. This company is owned by them and yeah. operated wow. by the the Kingston leadership. So, but it's no surprise to discover that they committed perjury in court. <laughs> Lying for the Lord and for the Lord's work is a well-established protocol with polygamists. In fact, one time I sat in a courtroom and listened to one Kingston man tell one lie after another on the stand under oath with no fear of accountability. And, and he won the case. We have some reader comments about this situation <laughs> with them that we would like to share with you from the Salt Lake Tribune page article.
1: Unfortunately, the Kington, Kingstons, like other religions, sell salvation for a huge profit, and so they'll be around another while until the money runs out. While the Mormon Twelve and Kingston leadership groups have nice offices and big pictures of Jesus, the rank and file members of these religions have second and third mortgages.
0: And you know that that's pretty close, except that... That, except for many times in many of the groups with the United Order format, they don't own they don't even own the houses. And, and really? at any point the yeah. the the the, uh, the group could kick them out, tell them they have to leave. So the second and third mortgage isn't necessarily the way that works. Already owned by
1: the group. Already owned by
0: the group. They, oh can t- they have to pay for the house, but the group owns the title.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: the next comment.
1: Another comment. Follow the money. These guys have contributed big bucks to Utah politicians. It's why Utah continues to have a blind eye to polygamy. Disgraceful.
0: It's interesting to find to see that these people that are reading these articles really can see what's going on have behind the scenes.
1: Yeah.
0: And we can't, we, we can't help but wonder uh, why they get a free pass in so many legal... Uh, irregularities, that a normal citizen would spend years behind bars if they were doing it. Another quote.
1: Yeah, it says, another, in the legacy of the lovely Mormon church.
0: Now, as a former Mormon, would you agree with that or take umbrage with that comment?
1: As a Mormon, (laughs) I would have been a little upset, but now I see the big picture and I can see the the, the fruits of Mormonism. Fruits and the polygamy and how it's affected so many and yeah, the Mormon Mormon mainstream Mormon Church moved away from polygamy mm-hmm. as we all know
0: but they haven't but moved the away fruit, from big business
1: no they haven't and yeah. that's
0: exactly what Washakie is a big business yeah. another one said I hope that they pay up but they'll probably tie it up in court for another couple of years with appeals etc
1: and another one from November 30 that's their tactic. They don't have to pay legal fees because their attorneys are members. They've been known to tie things up until the other party runs out of money. It's going to be interesting to see how this turns out.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and they do tie things up until the other party runs out of the money. That's absolutely true as well. Wow. And what's interesting is the Kingstons do have their own attorneys within the groups, and, 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 but, but my question is, how can they belong to the bar? How can polygamist well, attorneys belong to the bar because they swear to uphold the, the Constitution of the United States and the, and the state's <laughs> laws, and yet they're polygamous and they know it.
1: And that's against and the law so to how, be a polygamous. So yes, yeah. it's against
0: the law. Federal and local laws to be a polygamous. So how can they be a member Good of the bar? Question. But anyway, the question I think that we should be asking is through the years and very recently and as we just saw and later on in the show um, and the FLDS and the Kingston polygamy groups have been sued or prosecuted for many crimes and have been ordered to pay millions and millions and millions of dollars in fines and restitution. Does anyone ever wonder where all this money is coming from?
1: That is a lot of money. <laughs> I
0: mean, we don't just get in our back pocket and pull out these kinds of millions of dollars. That's a question that we should be asked. Uh, that these religious polygamy groups should be being asked. Where do we ever see Jesus have a multi-million, being a multi-millionaire and owning <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of businesses and cheating, not only the government but the people too? In fact, the opposite is true about Jesus. He didn't even own a home. Sometimes he had to sleep out, sleep out in the open, and and he didn't even have a pillow for his head. Yet these polygamists who pound their pulpits and take God's name in vain by claiming to be God's kingdom, they will lie and they will steal and they will deceive. Even in court, even under oath, they'll beat their own children for being caught in a lie. And yet they do things thousands of times worse. They are the epitome of the uh, characters that Jesus decried in Matthew chapter 23. Now it's the leaders who are the culprits because the members just follow blindly. They really, most, for the most part, don't know what's going on. Now we have another article on our news update of polygamy groups that was published in the Tribune, on, on the Salt Lake Tribune on November 20th. We read about three brothers in the FLDS polygamy group who ran a tax fraud scheme for several years. And again, we're talking millions of dollars uh, that, the, that had this uh, new show, this particular news article is about. The FLDS community is situated along the borders of Utah and Arizona. But in this story, it isn't the state lines, but the sides of the street that their homes were on that mattered in the article and in the event that happened. So we quote from the article.
1: (laughs) Ben Thomas' home sat at an intersection in Hilldale. That meant Thomas said he was told that he and his wife could file two sets of tax returns. (laughs) One set of returns could be filed from an address on the east, West Street and another from the North South Street. (laughs) Okay,
0: now we're twisting the rules again here. You can see how this happens. Well, Thomas said that it sounded like a scheme to him and he didn't want any part of it. Now, there were three brothers that had concocted this tax scheme. In fact, in over four years' time these three men filed for some 2.6 million dollars in fraudulent tax returns. They are Alma, Denver and Trenton Barlow and each brother was charged in federal court with one count of conspiracy and two counts of making false claims to the government and they have pleaded not guilty. Their tax refund money most likely, of course, was turned over to the FLDS church bishop because that's the way things are done in Mormonism's united order. We quote again from the article.
1: Alma basically told me one time, we're told to get money for the church no matter what. Ted Barlow recalled during a recent interview, Ted Barlow said that the three defendants have the same parents while he has a different mother. The defendants were close. Ted Bartle said and had a background in construction and manufacturing, not accounting or tax preparation. (laughs) But
0: they, they expanded what they were doing. According to the indictment when they filed their tax returns they would falsify W-2s to show that more tax had been withheld than actually had been withheld. For instance in 2011 Alma Barlow reported that $628,100 had been withheld from his paycheck. He filed for a refund of $429,003. Alma and Denver Barlow were co-owners of a clothing manufacturer in Hildale, and they allege, uh, they allege that Denver Barlow falsified business expenses for 2012 to receive a tax refund of
1: $45,168. All good men of God. All good men of God. That's, <laughs> that's what
0: really gets me, is they, they call themselves the kingdom of God. You know, these men w- would also go out and look for people that they could file tax returns for. And then they would misrepresent their incomes and their marital status and the number of dependents to make them qualify for the earned income tax credits, which of course reduces taxes for lower or or moderate income individuals. Again, we read (laughs) from the article.
1: The defendants took 10% of the refunds received by the other filers. The indictment says, Oh, I'm sorry, the indictment says. The indictment says that the defendants applied for the $2.6 million in tax refunds for themselves and others, but it doesn't specify whether the IRS actually paid all that money.
0: The three brothers were in court on September 15th, in U.S. District Court in Salt Lake City. and The judge granted them a release pending trial, which is scheduled for April 16th. That's interesting. One day after
1: After tax time.
0: (laughs) Evidently, the three brothers have since left the FLDS and it is reported they are complying with the terms of their pretrial release. It was in February of 2016 when 11 LFLDS members were indicted for fraudulent use of the food stamp program totaling $12 million dollars. So much money illegally built from taxpayers. We have another quote.
1: (laughs) Ted Barlow said the tax fraud defendants are good men who were trying to please church leaders. You've got to realize these boys are sucked into this Warren program so deep they don't know where they are, he said.
0: Well, and they were brainwashed. I'll agree with that. They were brainwashed in the polygamy group. That's true. But they still know the difference between right and wrong, between cheating and being honest in their dealings. So that cannot be an excuse. And again, I say, how can they be God's kingdom? with this kind of behavior. So true. And then again, just last night on the news, it reported that Lyle Jeffs, the designer of the FLDS food stamp fraud scheme, has been sentenced to 57 months in prison, $1 million restitution repayment requirement, and three years probation after he's out of prison. So we've got some justice <laughs> yeah. with that, which is good. Yeah. Now for decades, Mormon polygamy groups have refused, we're going on another topic right now, Mormon polygamy groups have refused to supply birth certificates for many of the babies that are born in the polygamy parent to polygamous parents uh, and not having a birth certificate of course creates huge problems for the the children oh, when sure. they grow up and and if they attempt to make a life for themselves outside of the group environment i helped a young mother of three a few years ago two of her children had been born in the arizona side of the, in the polygamy group and one was born in the utah side of the polygamy group and none of them had birth certificates. She had relatively little trouble obtaining birth certificates from the Arizona uh, office, but Utah gave her awful grief, red tape, impossible tasks to prove that her child had been born in Utah. Mm. In a recent story, we find that a judge has ordered birth certificates issued for children who had been secretly born on the FLDS compound in Pringle, South Dakota. Again, this is from a news article that, Paul, that was published in September of 2017 by the Salt Lake Tribune. They do wonderful reporting on polygamy <laughs> groups, the Tribune does, They're, it's just great. But after the judge issued his order, the article writes that the mother tuned to her nine and her six-year-old daughters and she said, congratulations ladies, you're finally my kids. <laughs> we quote from the article.
1: Allred has been seeking the birth certificates for three years ever since she gained custody of the six children she had with her now ex-husband. The four oldest were born in Utah and had valid birth certificates, but the youngest two were born on the South Dakota compound. As Allred explained to the judge during the conference call, FLDS President Warren Jeffs wanted what went on there to remain a secret. We were not allowed to get birth certificates per the leadership, Allred said.
0: But now she's finally got birth certificates for all of her kids. Now, there are several reasons why birth certificates aren't issued. One reason is top secrecy, of course, especially if the marriage is incestuous. Mm -hmm. And and then, of course, they don't want to be found out they're living polygamy, but that's (laughs) been known anyway many of the birth certificates that are issued in the kingston polygamy group list a fake father of the child so it's not true anyway they record a name as the father of a non-existent person and this leads us to the next topic from an article published in the daily lama october of 2017. the article is entitled tiny tiny tombstones inside the flds graveyard for babies born from incest. Now, the article writes that in the FLDS polygamous cult, cousins were encouraged to marry in order to preserve certain bloodlines. This happens in all the groups, but this, this is specifically with this the is so FLDS. Sad. Yeah. Years of inbreeding have resulted in children born with serious birth defects. Alyssa Bistline was a former member of the FLDS and she was interviewed in the article. She said this.
1: Again, so sad. It wasn't until I left the FLDS and moved away from the community that I realized I'd been to an unusually high number of funerals growing up in the Crick. crick. Is that Crick? That, yeah,
0: that's a nickname for the short Crick.
1: Outside, people don't die that often, and usually they're really old.
0: And, <laughs> of course, we know people die all over the world. Sure, that's not sure. the issue here. All Of all ages and everywhere, people die. But the infant deaths at the FLDS community in the past has been unusually high the reporter writes about driving around the small flds town and we quote a description of what was seen during that drive
1: eventually i pull up to the corner of canyon street and jessup avenue where i find the baby cemetery the lot is unmarked and unremarkable there is no sign a scrappy white wooden fence runs the length of it along canyon street The Baby Cemetery is a mess of overgrown weeds and dry, cracked dirt, home to hundreds of infant and toddler-sized graves. Hundreds. Not all of them marked. Many of the souls interred here live not longer than a day, some just two days, two weeks, or two years. Some feature more expensive-looking gravestones and include, beyond names and dates, terms of endearment such as sweet baby girl, our son, and heaven's very special child. Still more, rather cryptically, feature child-sized palm and footprints. There are baby graves that date back as early as the 1950s, potentially even earlier. Many are unmarked.
0: And we have some pictures of the baby, a, a couple of pictures of the, the gravestones that we're talking about here from the uh, Colorado City uh, Baby Cemetery. And of course, uh, those are marked graves, but there's many who are totally unmarked. Just They're just maybe a rock or something that's there. The, the last infant grave that is marked in the cemetery is dated 2010. And it's interesting that it was in 2011 that Warren Jeffs issued an edict for prison banning sex for all <laughs> FLDS couples. Yeah. And since that time, of course, there has been a <laughs> great big decrease in the number of births. Uh, in the community. Now, according to some members of the community, the reason so many infants and young children die is because of the generations of inbreeding within the group. Most marriages have, have, were made to preserve certain bloodlines, which they believe are of higher value than others, and so they marry each other. Men married several pairs of sisters, brothers from one family, married sisters from another, making their children double cousins. And then when they marry each other, you can see how this gets really bad. And because the FLDS is so tight-knit and generally they don't allow strangers to become part of their group, the gene pool is very shallow and it gets shallower. We quote again from the article.
1: One man who asked to remain nameless to protect his and his family's privacy describes a lifetime of round-the-clock care and too frequent hospital visits for his five sons. His eldest died six years ago at ten years old. He says, and another died in infancy, leaving behind two remaining brothers from a set of spontaneous identical triplets. These two, and a fifth boy, also suffer from the condition that all of this family's sons were born with X-linked hydrocephalus, a rare neurological disorder characterized by water on the brain, muscular stiffness, adducted thumbs, and aphasia. X-linked hydrocephalus is expressed only in men, carried by women. The knowledge that one's children are likely to be born with conditions like this one does not prevent FLDS couples from becoming pregnant. Instead, they see it as a responsibility and a blessing to have many children.
0: So when one woman is, is of, of the same bloodline and she carries the gene, but only it can be carried through to a man mm-hmm. and he's from the same bloodline, you know that there's it's going, to, going be to be a carry. lot of children that's going to be born with that.
1: I guess I hate to ask this question, but do they know that at birth? And are these children actually dying naturally or are they... Well, some of them
0: die naturally, and we'll get into
1: okay. the yeah. other right. in okay. a bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, the most common birth certificate or birth defects for children born of these close cousin marriages can be hair lip and cleft palate and a club foot and certain forms of heart valve conditions, and these are disproportionately common relative to the population size of the community. One woman said she saw firsthand how the children of cousins suffer. She said. To Two of her sisters married their first cousins, meaning the wife and the husband have the same grandfather. One of her brothers married a woman whose grandmother is a sister to their father. We've covered incest stories before on the show, but there's always more to report and grossly confusing. We quote again.
1: She said, my father and her grandmother were full brother and sister, and she's not the only one. Three of her sisters married three of my brothers and another one of her sisters married one of my half-brothers, but we have the same blood and genetics because our moms are full sisters. Donna's husband is a brother to her older sister's husband, but they're only half-brothers, so him and I aren't blood-related at all because he was from the younger mother, which had no relation to us other than marriage, and then my sister was married to the older brother, and his mom and my grandmother were full sisters. How do you keep track of that, I wondered out loud. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a
0: difficult thing for sure. And then she went on to say that her sister had a baby with a cleft lip and cleft palate because the parents were both Jessops um, and are carriers. So, again, that's what I was talking about. So they're both carriers of the gene. And she also had a child with a club foot. Hmm. She said there are times when it has gotten kind of gross, like when they marry an uncle to a niece, and that happens a lot in the Kingston group.
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: Now incest and inbreeding have been going on for a long time in polygamy groups, it's not new. Uh, The inbreeding of the FLDS is directly connected with the baby cemetery story. The children of Colorado City are disproportionately handicapped When compared to other small towns, many young children born with certain abnormalities could die within a year. The article goes on to say that many of the parents do not want to have to deal with some of those children with their birth defects. So they would hand them over to Aunt Martha, who was the midwife. Mm. They would hand them over and say to her, would you mind taking care of them? Because we can't. Aunt Martha took care of them. Or her uncle Fred did, and the graveyard grew exponentially. What exactly do they mean by taking care of them?
1: They took their lives, one man says. Uncle Fred was in charge of the cemeteries, the grave diggers, all of that. If you find a grave up there that's not marked, that's the way Uncle Fred wanted it.
0: So taking care of them was making sure the child died. The parents didn't want the defective child and so they gave it to aunt martha who gave it to uncle fred who made sure it didn't live mm. this cannot be god's kingdom
1: no, with it this can't. kind of behavior it can't these and poor little children those little... poor
0: children yeah. yeah and they can they can, uh, the thing is it's preventable it's pre- it's all preventable just stop the inbreeding
1: well the, and as you've said so many times it, the sad thing is is it's all in the name of god and it's god's kingdom supposedly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you just have to think these people would look at this and think this can't be what god's about
0: you, you would you would think it's that it's a I'd... vengeful yeah.
1: Seriously. That's what I God. said to
0: myself when I was in the Kingston group and and my my father said he was going to make sure I got to heaven if he had to kick me all the way there. And I thought, I don't want to be in a heaven like that. No. What kind of a heaven? That's not heaven.
1: Do I want to live this way for eternity? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's
0: not heaven. You know. D- you know. So um and and you're right, Earl. This is why we do what we do is because they claim to be God's people. And yet they're doing all this cheating, millions and millions of dollars that they're bilking from taxpayers and from their own members. The inbreeding, the lying, the false birth certificates. It's just, it can't be God's kingdom and they're doing it in the name of God. And we want polygamists and people who leave polygamy to know God is good. God doesn't do this kind of thing and he doesn't order it, he doesn't command it. It just isn't true.
1: No. So sad.
0: Yep, it is very sad. So anyway, well, thank you. Thanks (laughs) again for sharing in the show and and for helping us get through this. Uh, Get out the information. As we've said before, it's amazing that the polygamists hold up the Bible as their divine approval for polygamy, but they refuse to use the Bible to govern other aspects of their marriages. God forbids incest and a man marrying sisters as plural wives. He forbids uncles and nieces to marry, but they ignore these prohibitions and yet embrace polygamy. Why? The pain of birth defects and misery that incest inflicts doesn't make them stop. Incest is also against our nation's laws. But who cares? Where does any of this end? Man's religions have so complicated what God has made so simple. Eternal life is a gift through Jesus Christ alone. No works, no marriages, no religion, no secret temple rituals, nothing, no nothing else will ever get anyone into heaven. And everyone who tries to get there any other way is rejecting God's gift and suffers through it. See you next time.
1: This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy What Love Is This.